Yeah, your speakers are fine. It's me, Gary. Uh, Here's the uh, podcast bonus question. Before I get into episode 111, just want you to know that episode 111 is tremendous. I actually highly recommend you both listen and watch it and share it. Right hook, what? All right, let's go. Alan asks, what are your thoughts on the 49ers designating time out of practice for players that use social media and their cell phones? Oh, that's very interesting. So I, I saw that, somebody asked me that, oh, I actually probably saw that tweet. I don't know the full details yet, so let me say that. But it sounds like it's pretty black and white, right? Like it sounds like out of practice, players have time to stop and do social. Um, yeah, so I, I think that is an incredibly intriguing thing. Um, I'm pro that. I think that a lot of people will be con that. I think old school football coaches will be very con that. Here's why I'm pro it. If you do it right, they shouldn't lose any time. And in addition, you're doing a ton of marketing and bringing people closer to the actual players where the emotion really starts. Now I think I'm a big fan of actually making the emotion happen around the logo. For example, I love the Jets so much that the second a Jets player or coach leaves, I hate them. For example, Rex Ryan, I'm sure you're listening because the show's blowing up in Buffalo. Uh, fuck you, right? I hate you. I don't like you anymore. I loved you five minutes ago, but now I hate you. Here's a curveball that's going to stun all of you. If tomorrow Tom Brady became a New York Jets quarterback out of, because he was washed up and they, they moved him and he became the Jets quarterback, I would love Tom Brady to a level that would make you all very uncomfortable. I don't care who you are. Once you put on that logo, that's who I am. I think the vulnerability to what the Niners are doing there is these players will now start getting equity because you're going to show more of them. You'll get emotionally attached and when they become a Patriot or a Jet or you know a, a player on another team, you could start losing some of the equity. I actually think that's the vulnerability of fantasy football. People are now fans of players more than they are of teams and as an old, this is where I'm being romantic and traditional. That pisses me off but I recognize that's me being old and traditional. Great, that's actually, see guys? Here's what, that's a really worth that's a worthwhile reason to to get on the podcast. All right, now to the show. On this episode, we talk about Donald Trump, user-generated content, and I answer two, two Steve, two video questions. And this is episode 111, 111 of the Ask Gary V Show. I'm fired. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but I'm in complete belief that this show is now completely ripping on fire. Uh, the Instagram hustle that I've been putting together, DRock, do some editing, uh, is clearly working. Enormous amounts of new fans to the show. I'm very excited about the momentum, the Facebook stuff, the podcast push has been intense India over the last several days. That's been fun. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, Android, iPhone, then you're making a huge mistake because you can listen to the show on the run. Also, before I get into the show, there's something really interesting happening with the people that are watching on Facebook. A lot of you haven't fanned me up on Facebook, so do that too. A lot of right hooks on episode 111. Um, really interesting thing, DRock, show this screen. Now I love this Vayner Nation. I love that people, one of the things that I've noticed that has brought a lot of awareness for this show is the word of mouth, 
which I so appreciate from some of you, but this little hack, and we, we saw it starting, this is really just a social media tidbit. This started happening on Instagram because there wasn't an easy way to communicate on Instagram and share stuff, so people started tagging each other in the comments, and we've seen a growth inside of Facebook across all of VaynerMedia of people now seeing a post and just tagging their friend in the comments because the alert system's so strong, and so, I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who is leaving a comment with somebody's you know, name in there because they're passing on the show and obviously that is social media. Social media is the plumbing of word of mouth in our society. That is the ultimate compliment that I get from you watching the show so I appreciate you so much and, uh, and that's that. And so India, let's get into the show. Cool. <laughs> Avinash asks, what are your thoughts on using curated content? Avinash, great question. You know, it's funny, I'm not a big user of curated content um, at all. Uh, and UGC, user generated content, is a thing that a lot of brands at Vayner have played with. Uh, you mentioned Guy. Uh, Guy has has done a ton of that. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a very smart tactic. As a matter of fact, I think that I've not done a good job in using it. My biggest problem with user-generated content is the same reason that I don't give quotes to other authors even though I get bombarded every week of can you give me a quote. If I'm gonna give you a quote to your book, friend, I need to read it. I don't read books. I don't have time to read those books. And the reason I have to read it is if you say something stupid in chapter 17, and there's so many people saying so many stupid things about business and marketing and social that I'm scared to give my name on it because then I'm endorsing you, but then you're saying like, here's the way to hack Twitter and it's wrong, or here's my point of view on Pinterest or it's wrong, or here's how I have to manage people and it's wrong. I'm, I'm not on the same side as a lot of people on a lot of things. It's just the way it is and that doesn't allow me to do that. It's the same reason user generated content scares me because I feel that if I'm curating it, I'm endorsing it. And who has time to go down the rabbit hole? This is why so many of you hit me up and say, I want to, you know, I just got, I got a spammy ass email that I almost sent to you and I was like, forget it. It's just like, it was like so ridiculous. It's like, Gary, can you give me an hour of your time to do this simulcast? Which I didn't go down her rabbit hole, but I think she's charging for. And like she had this whole thing and it said, what's in it for you? And it's like you get side by side of 19 other marketers that she's also arbitraging. The whole thing was so gangster. I don't know. There's a lot of bull going on. Next question, India. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the question at the end. It was just me <laughs> ranting of how pissed I am. But my point was that she's user generating content. Some of the names she had on there, like I flat out knew were like people that are like, ugh, lowest common denominator, ebook stuff, like, and just like, I don't want to be associated with that crap. And like, have you, like, first of all, she seemed like crap, but like, if she wasn't, did she know they were crap? Like, I don't know. People are just not doing their homework, India. I never did my homework in school, but I definitely do it in business. And I know that was black and white because that's how we roll. All right, India, let's go. Uh, okay. <laughs> From Jay. Sorry, it's a spammy ass. I'm against spammy ass. <laughs> Are you into spammy ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, no, I mean, you think, it's a, you think it's a funny term? Yes. Yeah. It's a funny term. I don't even know what normal spammy ass either. is. <laughs> Got it. None of the designers in here, we clearly need a spammy ass garbage pail kid like, that's what I need. Get Zach to make me a spammy ass garbage pail like t-shirt. It'll be coming soon. All right, let's get back into color. We're black and white almost the whole show. 
James asks, should I be writing unique content on LinkedIn and Medium, or is it okay to repurpose the content I've already published on my blog? James, I'm a believer in both. The truth is, we've been testing both as, as a team. Um, I do think, I think you can use, specifically Medium and LinkedIn, I feel very comfortable in cross-pollinating, because I do think that there's some intellectual, above-the-brow kind of similarities on Medium and LinkedIn, so those are very comfortable. If you said Medium and Snapchat, the same one-minute video, I'd feel uncomfortable, because I think the context of the room is different. I think Medium and LinkedIn are similar. So if you feel like your audiences and the context of the room, the vibe when you go into it, are similar, then I think you can get away with it. And so we look at Facebook and and LinkedIn and Medium having similarities, but you guys see what I'm doing on Snapchat. If you're not following me, put up the QR code, DRock. A lot of editing here today. You're gonna be here late on a Friday. No bullshit half-day Fridays for you, DRock. Anyway, um, you know, I'm not gonna do the same stuff on Snapchat that I'm doing, and, and I'm trying to do different stuff, but Medium and LinkedIn, I feel fine with that. Now, I think, the old, I think we're doing it because we're busy as crap and we're pumping out a ton of content. You're different than me. The people that are watching are different than me. If you have the time, I think it's amazing if you could start the article with two or three different lines in the first sentence that maybe even acknowledge of like, I'd love to do, and Lindy, this is maybe something we should be doing, I'd love to start doing more stuff that's kind of like, that start, that 99% of the article's the same, but maybe the first two sentences are some, something similar like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people on LinkedIn do blank. Like all of a sudden you make it very contextual if you're doing it in LinkedIn. Or a common trend that we're seeing on Medium is blank. That's why I believe, like there, there's some interesting contextual things you can do up front that an extra sentence or two change makes it even more native. Um, so it's something to consider. Cool. India, you have rad, hold on, get in here. What? Cherry, oh, look yeah. at these cherry, you know what? I know you're in black and white now, D-Rock. Go color for a second so we can get the, hold on, oh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, don't worry, stay tight. All right, good. That hurt? Sorry. <laughs> well, sorry. Suck it up. <laughs> this showbiz, baby. <laughs> Yo, bro, it's your opportunity to ask a question on the Ask Gary Vee Show. This is amazing. Gary who? Follow him, motherfucker! Hey Gary, it's Matthias Schaudig, aka at M. Schaudig here from Germany. Just got a quick question. I just started my new YouTube channel and blog, and I'm putting out content in German and English. How would you manage multilingual content in social media? Thanks for your answer. Do it again. The wink is amazing. Mm-hmm. Do it again because I really enjoyed it. The the yeah, the beginning I didn't fully get. Yo, bro, it's an opportunity to ask a question to ask Gary Ruby Show. Gary, who? <laughs> Follow him, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Matthias, uh, an amazing, amazing video. Big ups to you. I'm glad to give you some exposure in here. Uh, make sure you leave a comment in Facebook as well to, to like get more fans out of this because clearly you've got a nice buzz going. Um, not buzz like alcoholic. I mean like, not buzz like, <laughs> not buzz like I drink wine all the time when you're not looking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, Buzzing like you got some good energy. I, look, I think I think you know how to handle this better than I do. There's certain questions that come along the show that the truth is I'm not a practitioner in. I, I haven't managed. I mean, our brands have, and I, I would say the one thing that I would think a lot about is if you're handling them in two languages, really use the capabilities of Facebook specifically that allow you to only target people that are you know German speaking with the content and then only English speaking. Huge opportunity there. Obviously English is a universal language in a lot of places at this point so there's something to think about there but I think it's the targeting capabilities and with Instagram getting 
Facebook's targeting capabilities late this year, I think you'll have a chance where you're able to segment properly and plan where your content's going by language and region. And I think that's super important. So I would say that, uh, I would say that uh, it, it, you know, it, it's the organized planning up front of the distribution of the content that you have more flexibility around in today's world that you should take full advantage of. There's a lot of platforms that you can't. Pinterest, Twitter, things of that nature. And there I think you're just, you're doing your thing. I've seen a ton of people manage both. I'm a big fan of something with brands here called Spanglish, you know, which is like Spanish English. I'm a very, very intrigued by some of the work we've done for Latino brands where we start a sentence in a tweet in Spanish and then finish it in English. Have you tried the German English play yet where you actually are putting out content that has both languages in it, in the post and the copy? Hack a little bit there. I think I just gave a lot of people a good little nugget there. I think that will work. I think you'll see a real over-indexing um, opportunity there, especially with the youth who are playing in both languages and who grew, who grew up in households where, like I did with Russian and English, you start a sentence in Russian and you finish it in English. That's how a bilingual works uh, and I think you should play with that. Are you guys chatting with each other during the show? No, you both were. You were both smiling at the same time. Nikki asked me if I was okay because she saw me tugging on your ear. Nikki Richard? Yeah, she yeah she's fine. <laughs> All right. Nikki. All right. Um, this is from Ricky. Ricky? Yeah, what are your two cents about? <laughs> are you laughing because yeah, I always use Ricky? Oh, you always use Ricky. I'm like, Ricky says. <laughs> well, here he is. We've been waiting for oh, Ricky for years. That. Ricky asks, what are your two cents about the Donald running for president? Oh, <laughs> it, India, you know I don't like it, political questions. I'm, you snuck that in. I got caught for not previewing them ahead of time. Uh, what do I think? I think uh, this is America and everybody uh, who wants to run should run. I'm very intrigued by the story that's come out about him hiring actors to be at his pep rally. I thought that was funny. Mainly because I was blown away that somebody would actually do it for $50 for the whole thing all day. You don't know what it's uh, like being an actor in the city. Uh, clearly, I don't. Uh, uh, because I think you can go to Goodwill for two hours, buy stuff and sell it on eBay and make more than 50 bucks. Take that, all you actors. Uh, there's a hack for you. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that, uh, I think he says a lot of outlandish stuff. Um, I think that America is more divided than ever on the left and right because people are self-selecting what they want to listen to now because you do have Fox and CNN, you have the internet where you can go to very left and right places and I think it's an intriguing thing that's happening in general in social media right now which is I'm very concerned that people are not getting rounded scenarios to the world because it's so easy for you to just go directly into what you believe and you're having a very intriguing thing happen in college where people are seeing who their roommates are on Facebook before they go now, figuring out who they are and then kind of asking out and pairing up with like, I'm a a hipster and I want a room with a hipster. I've always been very proud of myself in doing controversial things like, for example, in the height of post 9-11, going online, scared that I was going to Al Jazeera's website to watch the stream because I was like, am I being, because I already knew I was being watched before everybody knew they were being watched. I'm like, I hope they're not mad at this because I really do, you know, don't forget, I'm a child of a Soviet family whose mother wrote a book report that Fidel Castro was the bravest man in the world and believed it in her heart and soul that this little country right next to this bad empire America and then I grew up in America and so like there's always different perspectives. I think Donald will absolutely resonate with a small segment of people in on the right side. Uh, I'd be flabbergasted if he won the nomination um, but I think my intuition net net is Donald has the capability 
of surfacing a conversation during this process that could be healthy. And I do believe that anybody to the extremes of anything have that potential and I'm hoping that weirdly that gets people more, reminds people we're more aligned than we're, than we're different and right now it's really intense in US politics in my opinion on how separated we are and so my hope as an optimist because that's who I am, he brings a singular issue during his short run because I don't see him winning the nomination, though he could, um, that may actually bring value to the conversation. I'm intrigued by that potential uh, probably more than anything. That was a pretty, that was a way better answer than I thought was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck some things. Sid, you like that? We haven't shown Sid the intern yet. Just, just show him. <laughs> showed you. You didn't, All right. you didn't say Ricky. In the episode? <laughs> right, I always use Ricky, but when I was actually answering Ricky, I barely said Ricky. Ricky. Ted Rubin here, at Ted Rubin on Twitter. And Gary, the question I have for you is about all this talk you've had about self-awareness lately. And I love the idea of understanding what our talents are and what they're not, but my fear is that we're gonna get into a mindset of things we can and can't do. Robert Browning says, a man's reach should exceed his grasp. I want people to think that they can try and do a lot of different things, and I'm afraid it'll bleed to our children and make them start saying what they're good at and not what they're not good at. Let me know how you feel about that and how you can incorporate that into your self-awareness talk. Ted, big ups to you. First and foremost, you've been, you know, again, again, back to the theme of the show, not digging fully deep. I'm not completely sure, but it's been really fun to watch from afar of you amassing an audience and people really respect you and kudos to your thing. Um, I think it's a great question and a challenging one. He, uh, first and foremost, here's the way I answer it, this. Nothing, completely one way or the other, is ever healthy. You should always be pulling from directions, finding a blend. I will say that I think people are way more, at this point, June 2015, in belief that they can do anything, are good at everything, should try everything, should work on their weaknesses. So I believe that I'm being aggressive in starting a conversation that lends itself to like drawing a line in the sand of strengths and weaknesses that I think is very small. I do not believe this is a big conversation. I believe modern parenting is like, hey little Steve, you can do anything you want. Steve sucks at basketball. He can't can't do everything he wants. And the amount of people that want to play basketball for a living or sing or want to be an engineer, you know, like an entrepreneur. I mean, you know how I feel about that. So I think that, um, Ted, I think you're right. I think right at this moment, my point of view on this is so small compared to the overall conversation that I'm going 100% all in and I don't want to hedge against it with your point, which is correct. Because I think the whole market's hedging against it. And thus, I'm just trying to crackle it. It's the same way I talk about social media marketing versus traditional TV. I believe in TV, but I don't need to advocate for TV. 99% of the market's advocating for TV. I believe that the market, 90% of the market, is advocating for you can do whatever you want. You should try to do everything else. You should push yourself. They package it in. You should try new things and push yourself. I don't think people are talking enough about be very self-aware, know what you're good at, force yourself. Guys, what I, I don't know if you've broken this down. Do you know what forcing yourself to be self-aware, do you know what that process entails? Drinking a shitload of humble Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Like, like it's insane of how much like, it's why I talk about liking to lose. Like, like 
it's insane of how much humility I've had to instill to now make it optically look like I have too much ego and, and self-esteem. So many of you, the first time you consume me, some of you, like I'm really getting in my Facebook mentions as a lot of you have noticed. Plenty of people sharing my stuff and their friends are saying, screw this guy, ego for days, full of himself. I get it, but what it actually, it, what it actually is is the post game of me being really humble every minute of my life to recognize what I should stay away from. And I think people have not gotten into that gear. So Ted, I would say that um, I get it and I agree with you. And everything should have a push and a pull. I just think the market is way, way in the direction of. And I think that we need a hell of a more lot of like, you kind of suck at that. You may want to focus on that. Now, if you love that, then do it. But you need to know what that comes along with, which is. If you love singing more than breathing, cool, but you're gonna wait tables and you're gonna make eight bucks. And that's great, because guess what? I pay the price for doing what I love in a lot of different ways. And so that's just life. That's just life. Cool. I wish I had the little basketball Question of the day. What are you doing this weekend? I'm asking this specifically because I know this is going to air later on Friday night and I'm curious to see get everybody in there, get everybody in there to try to quickly answer. I appreciate you guys. I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying the show. This has really, really been enjoyable. Your engagement, your comments are really feeding me and as it's happening more, I'm feeling more hype and so I appreciate you. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.